And welcome to another episode of the Illini Cast uh, show on YouTube. Today I'm going to do just a quick recap of a couple football stories and, of course, the, dare I say, dominant win uh, at the rack uh, this weekend uh, when the Illini beat uh, Rutgers on the road. Um, I'll go ahead and start with that. Um, I It was completely unexpected for me. Uh, we kind of talked about this before. Brad Underwood has a 1-5 record uh, going to the rack. It's one of the toughest places to play in the Big Ten. And outside a run by the Scarlet Knights at the end of the first half, it was a pretty convincing and dominating Illinois win. Now, is it because Rutgers is kind of in the middle of a rebuild, or is this Illinois team uh, possibly better than we all thought it was? I don't know. I saw a lot of things, though. I, I mean, First and foremost, I just want to give all credit to Terrence Shannon. He is really taking a leap this year. He's, <coughs> pardon, you can tell he's trying to show on the court that he is the man. He feels like he's the best player on the court every single time. And I think we have been lacking that since we had uh, Io. Io had that killer mentality, that you know, that Kobe, that MJ mentality. And last year, I felt like Shannon kind of deferred a little bit too much to Matthew Meyer. And that's kind of one of the reasons the team itself just started to struggle. Um, but, you know, it, it seemed like this time it was no matter what, it was, uh, you know, big shot after big shot. He would put his head down and uh, just try to attack the rim. He would take on defensive assignments. He had some beautiful blocks where, you know, a guy would drive on him and he would be caught off balance. But the man is just so athletically gifted that he would be able to recover, get a finger on the ball, you know, misdirect uh, the trajectory of the ball. And all of a sudden, you know, the Illini running the other way. Uh, we had a good game from the supporting cast. Marcus Damask had a really solid game. Um, I just want to say, I think the star of this show, though, outside Shannon, was our defense. Our defense may legit be one of the five best in the country. Not only do Rodgers and Shannon just cause havoc for everyone involved, but it just seems like the team has kind of, how do I say this, understood and given into whatever Brad Underwood and that coaching staff is teaching because they grind in there. They make every possession for Rutgers tough. And that's huge because I think I've talked about what I perceive as some of the offensive deficiencies on this, uh, on this basketball team. But to know that if we can put forth this sort of defensive effort every single game, then, you know, our offense doesn't have to be making shots every single game. We don't have to be playing, you know, A-plus basketball on the offensive side every time because the defense will keep us in game. Uh, we had a rough game from uh, the freshman. Uh, Gibbs didn't play. Um, I don't think he was necessarily needed. I think Gibbs is one of those guys where if – we need some, if we're struggling on the offensive end, if we need some points, if we need some energy, that's kind of what his role is going to eventually be on the team. Uh, and that really wasn't needed against the Rutgers. Again, we kind of held that game in hand for the most part, uh, for the most part of the game. Uh, Monty Hansberry struggled in the few minutes that he was in the game, but I think that's just a matter of 
freshman basketball players in the Big Ten. I mean, it's a grind. These guys are big. These guys are strong. The Big Ten is as physical of a conference as it is. So it's going to take some time to adjust to the physicality, you know, just to catch up to the speed. And I think Amani is going to be a key player uh, down the road, but it's just going to take some time for him. Dean Danger, not a great game. Um, it's hard for him to stay on the court. He just uh, seems to be a little – the refs seem to be a little whistle-happy with him. So uh, he had some nice plays. He had a really nice, uh, you know, uh, I think – I don't know if he rebounded the ball or if he blocked the ball on one, on one of the plays, but he ran down the court. Uh, he got spotted, and he beat his man down the floor, and he got a nice, easy dunk out of it. That's kind of the effort that we want from Danger. That's what we need him to do because he's supremely talented on the offensive end. Obviously, he – struggles a little bit on the defensive end and that may be one of the reasons he doesn't play as much but I think as long as he can kind of control that fouls um, he can add an offensive edge to our team that we honestly desperately need because right now you know and I've talked about this all season long it seems like it's a Terrence Shannon show and then we just kind of see who's able to step up as a second uh, uh, offensive threat on our team. Coleman Hawkins, uh, he struggled for the first couple minutes uh, of the game, but he ended the game with a team high, plus 25. I just think that even with all his faults, the team is a better offensive team when he's on the floor. He's got vision. Yeah, sometimes he makes silly mistakes and that you would think a guy in his position being, you know, an upperclassman now trying to make the jump to the league next year that he would limit those mistakes, but he's still making those mistakes. But again, overall, um, both on a defensive and positive end, uh, on the offensive end, I think he's an overall net positive. Um, team, the ball just flows better. He's He's got great vision. The team is already desperately lacking a point guard, and so we need guys on the court who have vision, who can make those plays, make those passes that we need. Going back to, you know, the one thing I'm – concerned about and this game didn't alleviate those concerns is what I just mentioned and that's the complete lack of point guard I don't get you know it's one of those where I, I tweeted about this during the game I'm a big fan of Brad Underwood uh, he's you know the best coach we've had in a dozen years he's an amazing program builder I don't think he deserves some of the fact that he gets <coughs> but how do we not have a point guard on this team? Like putting all your eggs in the Ray J. Dennis basket, it, it hurts. Because right now, you know, I'm just – I saw Rutgers starting to do the full court press, and that's kind of the one thing I was going to look out for in this game to see how we would handle it. And while we handled it okay, I don't know how good of a team Rutgers really is. And because I don't know how good of a team Rutgers really is, I don't know what our team is going to be able to do when – better, more talented, more athletic teams are able to put on the full court press, try to make our guys make passing decisions uh, quick, off the cuff. Uh, that could be what ultimately ends up being the Achilles heel to this team. Um, I think overall, I think, you know, especially with the Purdue loss to Northwestern over the weekend, I think it's legit okay to say that Illinois could very well be the second or third best team in the conference, um, especially if the way they continue to play the way that they did on Saturday, that could be the trajectory. But ultimately I 
think our ceiling still might be limited without having that ball handler on the court. I know we haven't heard anything about Moretti yet. Um, I know we just know that he's out. Is he ready for, you know, that physical Big Ten play? A lot of the analysts and the writers and the beat reporters um, suggested that he probably wasn't during the preseason and early in the season. Obviously, he had a fantastic game uh, before he got injured and had to leave. And now, you know, he's out for who knows how long. Maybe he's the answer at point guard. Um, Who knows? I just know right now that the answer to the point guard is not on our team. And that's just... One of those things which I hope doesn't bite us down the road, especially, and, you know, I'm afraid to even mention it, you know, down in March uh, when, you know, when the pressure is on, when people are, you know, pressing you constantly. And by then there's a lot of film out there on your team. They're, you know, the good coaches are going to be able to figure out what you're good at and what you're not good at. And not having a primary ball handler uh, you know, this game was one thing against Rutgers because we won by 20 plus points. But what happens at the end of the game when it's a one possession game, when it's a two possession game, where you want to trust one guy to make the right decision, to make the right play, to call the right play? I don't know who if we have that right now. And that could be what ultimately dooms this team. But at least for the next week or two, um, I think I'm going to really enjoy kind of watching to see which team shows up, how we progress. Obviously, we have a gigantic schedule coming up. We have uh, FAU. Uh, we have Tennessee. We're going to have Missouri in about a week, week and a half. So we're really going to try to we're going to try to find out what kind of team we have on the court because the schedule is not going to be easy. FAU uh, obviously went to the Final Four last year. Um, they played pretty well this year, too. I know they uh, struggled, and they do have one loss, but I think I saw that they're ranked 11 or something in the RPI rankings. I, I could be confusing my polls, but that should be a good game. Well, you know, it's, it's a game where I know they're super talented, but being a Big Ten, being where where I think Illinois should be, I think that's the type of game that they just kind of need to win. Tennessee, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about it in a, uh, an episode later in the week, but Tennessee on some nights could look like they could win the national championship. On other nights, they could they look like they could lose to a power or a group of five teams. So we'll see which Tennessee shows up. Um, hopefully it's the kind that, uh, you know, kind of struggles and, you know, we can win that battle of orange. But uh, overall, I just want to, you know, throw out this quick episode here because, again, I think – it was a very impressive performance by Illinois basketball. I'm sure there's going to be some less than impressive episodes uh, coming down, you know, the wire uh, later on in the season. Just we know how Illinois fans are. So I also wanted to give credit where credit is due. And uh, the Illinois basketball team on Saturday went into the Rutgers uh, home stadium, a uh, place that they've struggled with, and they took care of business. And, you know, it was really promising to see, especially with some of the other teams uh, struggling in the Big Ten coming out of the gate. Um, You know, Purdue can't seem to answer their Northwestern question uh, for whatever reason. Uh, Chris Collins and his group give Purdue a pretty hard time. And right now, technically speaking, the conference is up for grabs. You know, it's uh, everyone's got a loss uh, except for Nebraska. But we'll see if Nebraska is going to be able to hold on to where they're at um, all season long. Uh, you know, 
credit to Fred Hoiberg to, for the hot start, but I, I'm gonna I'm not gonna hold my breath. Now uh, we'll switch over to football for a few minutes. Uh, the transfer portal opens today, December fourth, and I'm expecting to see a lot of ins and outs. Uh, we've already seen a couple big names um, enter the transfer portal. Uh, Ohio State's quarterback Kyle McCord, he's in the portal. Oklahoma's quarterback uh, Dylan Gabriel, which was kind of a surprise to me, he's uh, entered the portal. Uh, we on the Illini side, we had Sean Miller. Uh, you know, a wide receiver enter the portal. He has, he has three years remaining uh, of eligibility. Uh, it, it was a bummer because he's a kid who seems like he really does work hard. Uh, the injury bug just got him here. And, you know, I don't know if he decided to seek out, you know, better opportunities or, you know, if, you know, he saw the writing on the wall, what it was. But, you know, his mom, I think it was his mom, has been tweeting a couple of people who responded to his posts on Twitter, and she's been very, you know, I guess positive about the Illinois program. So I don't think there's any hard feelings or anything like that. Um, Illinois will definitely need some help on uh, when it comes to the offensive tackles and the defensive line. We did bring in, uh, his name is Clay Patterson, a defensive lineman who was from the JUCO. No, he's from Yale, I believe. Yeah, Yale, a defensive lineman. And that's nice because right now, if anything, we have some starting spots to sell to potential transfers with um, all three of our linemen uh, running out of, not running out of eligibility, but two of them deciding to go to the NFL. Uh, yes, I, I've been reading how some people are kind of disappointed that a lot of the guys we're reaching out to are at the junior college level, but I'm the only line of thinking I have is Brett is trying to take advantage of a market deficiency. Uh, Illinois, as it is, we don't have tons of money to throw out at guys that the other blue bloods are going to be spending. And so what Brett might be doing is, uh, I mean, this Clay Patterson recruiting took maybe a week to 10 days. We locked, we zeroed in on him and Brett locked him down almost immediately. Uh, Players at that level is might be what Brett is trying to focus on to give them the proper attention to say, hey, look, this is what we've done. They're not going to cost nearly as much money as, you know, a four star uh, from, you know, playing one year is going to cost because those guys are still trying to collect NIL money. And that's just not something we may have much to offer because obviously Brett has his strategy of kind of keeping the locker room um, happy uh, when it comes to dispersing the NIL funds. But uh, Clay Patterson, I think, was a great, you know, uh, first guy to have in. I'm sure we're going to hear a couple more names decide to transfer out. Hopefully, you know, nothing too big. Brett's done a pretty good job over the past couple of years of uh, retention. So especially compared to some of the other Big Ten teams. So we'll see what happens. Uh, we definitely need some offensive linemen. Uh, you know, Krutz, I think, solidified himself at center. So I think that position's okay, but we can kind of – use some upgrades everywhere else. I know we have some really good young talent uh, on the offensive line, but I think next year is going to be very important for Luke Altmeyer and, you know, whatever wide receivers uh, decide to come back next year. I know we're probably talking to Isaiah Williams. Um, I just got some feedback that Isaiah right now is leaning towards going to the NFL. Um, that supposedly he's been uh, told that he's got a draftable grade. I, I'm kind of surprised by that. 
But if that's the case, then I can maybe understand if he wants to go. But if that's not, uh, you know, after going through the process, uh, if Icon and Illinois can kind of come up with a deal which, you know, makes it attractive for him to stay one more year, I think that would be huge to the team. Pat Bryant, obviously, uh, he should be our number one next year if Isaiah Williams leaves. And so hopefully we can convince him to stay. I'm not sure what other options he's considering uh, at the moment. Malik Elzey, he's posted on social media that he's staying, and that's going to be huge because he's arguably the most talented guy we have in that locker room. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, you know, On the running back side, we obviously – we need another guy um, just because of the health concerns in that room. Uh, they're super talented, uber talented, but everyone got hurt last year. And if everyone gets hurt next year, we don't know if this is, especially with the young guys, we don't know if uh, that these guys just happen to be prone to injury. And so hopefully we can bring in a nice vet to kind of supplement the talent that we have in there. But as I said in the last episode, I just don't know how much of a sell we have because anyone who's going to want to transfer out, um, he's looking for an opportunity. And right now, as is, Illinois may not have much opportunity because we have Fagan, we have Valentine, we have Anderson, Lawfrey, McCray. There's a lot of running backs, and I'm not sure how many carries we have uh, to go around. Uh, defensively, obviously, outside of replacing uh, the law firm, uh, defensive backs, we that need some help, especially if you watch the last couple of games of the season. Um, I, we just need upgrades. You know, we can't just count on Matthew Bailey again. Yeah, he's talented, um, but he's had two major injuries in the past year. Uh, Taz, Taz is good, but he's he he's not good enough that you can't upgrade at. You know, like you hope that an offseason um, he can continue to get better, but I was reading he had 11 penalties this year, and the second most when he came to the secondary was uh, six. And that's just – you can't have that because, again, most of the times when we're on the field against a Big Ten team, we're not the more talented team. And because we're not the more talented team, what we need to do is make less mistakes. And Taz just needs to, you know, really have an honest conversation with some of the coaches and try to figure out how we can clean up those mistakes. But uh, that's going to be it for now. Uh, again, we're portal season starts today, so if there's a big name that you know jumps out or uh, comes in, commits to us, uh, either myself or Austin and myself will get back on and we'll kind of discuss. Otherwise, next time you'll probably hear from us will be after the FAU game that we'll review at the end of the week. And uh, up until then, uh, please, if you don't mind, just hit that subscribe button, that like button on the YouTube page. If uh, you're more of a podcast guy, you can find us at Illini Cast uh, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or me personally. I, I use Pocket Cast. It doesn't matter. Whatever you use for your podcast listening habits, um, give us a, a, a like and a subscription because, you know, it helps little channels like us out. Uh, until then, again, we'll keep you in the loop, and uh, you guys all take care.